I don't understand the logic here. I think people just want a reason to be animals. And and when you see videos of folks fighting over toilet paper and and other nonsense, it's just like, yo, I, I we're shitty people. And I think in America is even more so because you have to look at the origin of a country in order to understand where it stands. You're listening to Social Misfit. What's going on, Misfits? I hope y'all went food shopping. Oh, yes. I hope you are locked and loaded. I am in the house. This is the first of my absolute quarantine. I dibble-dabbled with quarantinism, self-isolation. Most of last week, I was home but I went out uh, to go food shopping and to do shows, which I know sounds really crazy. I uh, I did some comedy shows. I performed. Okay, so let me let me start from the beginning. I know I haven't been here in a couple weeks, and that's because I was traveling basically every single week. And I had started doing my podcast on Monday mornings just so I can get it up out early. But uh, several Mondays in a row, I was flying back to New York from having been out of town. So I was in Denver. Shout out to Denver. I did not go to a dispensary in Denver. I know, right? I was only there for like 30 hours. But I did not go to a dispensary in Denver. I know. Uh, I also recently visited Nevada. No, no, sorry, New Mexico. I was in New Mexico. I went to uh, Eastern New Mexico University or college. Really great school, uh, really great people, great faculty, um, state of the art. It's a small school. It's very inexpensive, but they have some amazing programs. They have a full television network. They are affiliated with the local PBS out there. So I got to take a tour of the of the studio and I'll post those pictures on my Patreon. Oh, did I say Patreon? Yes, I did say Patreon. Your girl is launching her Patreon. I already launched it, but I just didn't populate it with content because for some reason I felt very weird about like asking people to like give me money. But then I realized that it wasn't necessarily giving me money. It was just providing funds so that I can produce more quality content, you know. So therefore, I am re-rolling out my Patreon. And um, and I went to Roswell. I flew into Roswell, New Mexico. Yes, I know. I, the whole time I was there, I was like, dear aliens, please say a word. Say a word. Speak to my heart, holy uh, foreign entity. I didn't see any aliens when I was in Roswell. I know that stinks. But um, but I had a great time. And and then I got back home and I was going to be home for just a couple days because I was supposed to be in Peru. I planned this trip eons ago with a dear friend, Mary Pryor. Shout out to Mary who celebrated her birthday yesterday. If you don't know who Mary is, go back and listen to my episode with Mary. Um, It's one of the most listened to episodes in all of social misfit history. Um, I can't remember the title, but it has something to do with leather pants. Don't wear leather pants in the rain or something like that. But uh, Google that and you'll find it. It'll pop up. So Mary and I planned this trip to uh, Lima, Peru. 
We were going to fly out Wednesday, this past Wednesday, fly into Lima, spend two days there. Then we're going to take a flight from Lima to Cusco, which is the town closest to Machu Picchu. We're going to stay the night in Cusco one night, and then we were going to take a train to Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu, stay there for two nights, go up to the height the summit see the sky city we weren't gonna hike because we didn't have enough time to hike so that's why we flew and they tell you that really if you f- do fly from lima to machu picchu um sorry to cusco that you should need you need elevation you need like elevation medicine because you're the heights are gonna like fuck you up so i went to the doctor i got my elevation pills my altitude so altitude um sickness pills I was prepped, but you know what? The whole time, and this is why it's very important to listen to yourself or or be in tune with yourself, right? The whole time that I was gearing up for my trip to Peru these past three weeks, something in my spirit was like, this doesn't feel right. And I couldn't really like verbalize it. And this was like when we were just hearing like, you know, rumblings of the coronavirus happening in China you know it seems so distant like oh that's their problem they'll figure it out but something was just like something about this trip just doesn't feel right and I'm super excited of course to go to Machu Picchu my goal is to go to all of the remaining you know seven wonders of the world I've gone to two or three so far and I was just conflicted And so she and I talked and we were like, you know what, let's just kind of be on the safe side. But we didn't really even decide to cancel our trip until like last Monday. So last Monday, when things were starting to really percolate with this whole coronavirus, we talked and we were like, listen, let's just cancel it. Because and the thing about listening to yourself is that I have been feeling this way, but I was like, you know, I'll go but I'm not like a hundred percent about it. And so I'm trying to talk to my friends about it. Like, Hey y'all, you know, I think I'm gonna cancel my trip. Everybody was like, why would you cancel your trip? That's stupid. Why would you cancel your trip? You ain't worried. You're not going to be, you're not going to get sick. Don't worry about it. And I said, you know what? I'm not even worried about getting sick because you know, unless you sit in your house forever, really that like everybody's susceptible to getting ill. It wasn't about being sick. It was more so really understanding how this administration works and really knowing that they are inadequate when it comes to issues of illness, natural disaster, what have you. If you have been living under a rock, maybe I would understand if you didn't have any reservations about this administration's ability to help its people but all you have to do is look at Puerto Rico okay all you have to do is look at any town that was hit with a tornado in the past three years all of the people whose lives were upended devastated lives lost and the administration has done little to nothing to aid them because all they have done is cut the departments that would step in and help people in time of need. So understanding that, knowing that, knowing that if I went out of the country and the way that things have changed tremendously over 24 hour periods, just think about it. Think about all of the change that has happened in one week. A week and a half ago, we were 
still talking about going on this trip to Peru. And we were like, well, uh, they're just saying that this happened over here. Now, all of a sudden, Italy's on quarantine and China's still been on quarantine. Like we're, you know, things have changed so drastically in such short amounts of time that it's like, who's to say? And I said this to her. I was like, who's to say, like, what the hell is going to happen in the 12 days that we're going to be gone? Like, can you imagine? And so I was trying to explain this to my friends because you know how you talk to your friends and you're like, you already know what you want to do, but you want them to back up what you want to do to make you more secure in what you're going to do, which is why it's just important to listen to yourself. Because, I mean, yes, you have some friends who can give you some insight, but like at the end of the day, you really have to listen to yourself. And nobody was backing me up, like very few people. Like I, I literally would have to be like, I'm afraid that if I leave this country, I'm not going to be able to get back into this country because this administration is fucking dookie. And if they're locking people up at the border, if they're turning people away, don't you? And I literally had like, don't you remember the Muslim ban? Don't you remember how they enacted a Muslim ban on a moment's notice and people were stuck in the airport for hours and lawyers were going there and people were protesting. And that's how we stopped using Uber because they didn't give a fuck about the hold and the protests at the airports. Like I literally had to like jog people's memories about just time and time again, instances where this administration has fucked us over. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, I guess. And so me and my friend canceled our trip to Peru. All of a sudden, now we're hearing social distancing and quarantine and governors are having meetings and shutting down public establishments. And even when I performed this past Friday at the Comedy Cellar, like all of the rooms were half filled because that was a stipulation. Like if you're going to be open, it has to be half filled so that we can um, we can minimize the risk of contamination, which is like, I mean, you know, contamination is contamination at this point. Yes, you can have a half room full of people to come to a comedy show, but those half room full of people are going to go back to their friends and family and, you know, it's business as usual. So whatever. But I digress. Yes, I performed. And um, and then this morning, I see an email in my inbox from Peru, not the not the entire country, but one of the vendors that I had bought tickets with in Peru emailed us back. It was a train that would have taken us from Cusco to Machu Picchu. And it says, due to the state of emergency that's just been called here in Peru we're closing our borders at midnight so we're making sure that everybody who's here can get the fuck out of the country now can you imagine can you imagine being in the remote mountains of Peru feasting upon the remnants of a great civilization that mastered terra farming and high architecture in the and the heights of the mountain can you imagine walking along the paths of ancient people who made a way for themselves who survived of the land who learned how to herd and farm and all of that and i gotta get the fuck out because there's a is a pandemic happening what was i gonna do what was i gonna do there's no flights I have a friend there right now 
who I talked to and I told him I was like, I know we're going to be at the same time. It's going to be so dope. And then like four days later, I was like, yeah, I think I'm canceling my trip. He was like, I'm not canceling my trip. Now he's stuck in Peru because they shutting down the border for 15 days. So the lesson here, folks, is listen to your instincts. And that's something that I hope that we all can work on while we are in quarantine or self-isolation, which is use this time to get back in sync with your body. Like I've been catching myself on social media and I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling away. Like I'll sit down on the couch. I turn on the television to like find something on television. And then I'll just like legit, like while while my fire stick is loading, I'll grab my phone and I'll just go on Twitter to see something while my my while the app is loading. And next thing you know, I realize it's been 45 minutes. and I'm just scrolling on my phone. So I'm going to make a conscious effort to minimize my social media because now social media is about to be a shit show. It is all these people home with time on their hands. Everybody's going live. Everybody's going live on Instagram. Everybody's coming up with a show. Everybody's trying to figure out content. Everybody got, you know, the answers to national debt and and health insurance. Everybody is a politician, a philosopher, a doctor, a scientist. Everybody like the the noise and the void is going to be deafening as people just rely on social media to talk, interact or dispel whatever information they don't agree with. So you have to really find your center. Um, I am going to spend these next two to three days to just cleaning up. I started cleaning up. I was doing it yesterday. And you know how you try to get yourself out of something. I was like, I don't feel like wiping off all of the things on my dresser. Why am I sitting here dusting off perfume bottles and lotion bottles? I don't want to do this shit. And then my other voice was like, Bitch, you don't have nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. You ever watch those old movies? It's not even old movie, but you ever watch a movie that like takes takes place in like old times, like in the eighteen hundreds or the you know seventeen hundreds, and and it's like a house full of people. I mean, definitely, I'm not talking about black people, but I mean, like if you watch like Little Women or any of those like Elizabethan type. And all they did all day was just clean shit around the house. I mean, of course, they had like handmaids and butlers and all that stuff. But you sit there being like, why y'all so busy just walking around all day cleaning and wiping shit down and cooking and chopping shit? That was life. That's what you did. There was no takeout. There was no Internet. There was no Wi-Fi. There was no no computer like you woke up and you had to take care of the house. And so. I'm actually looking forward to taking care of this house. My house has been neglected. Oh, let me let me rephrase. I don't have a house. I live in an apartment, but it's in a house. And if you're a New Yorker, you call your apartment your house. So let's not, you know, okay, let's not split hairs here. But I'm looking forward to just taking care of this house. And I do believe that your living space is a representation of your life. And right now my, my living space is very cluttered. It's very cluttered. It's very disjointed. And 
I look forward to I, I mean, I'm sitting in my living room right now, I have a suitcase that's open, and mostly empty with just a couple of like knickknacks that I need to, you know, either throw out or put back in place. I have two boxes of sneakers that I bought last week that are still in the box, you know, a, a bag of laundry that just came from the laundry mat that's folded because I don't do my own laundry, I need to like, take those clothes out like I just there's a lot of things that I got to do around here dusting you know we don't dust anymore we got to dust I got to dust um so I'm looking forward to doing all of those things and I hope that we can use this time to be very proactive and you know we also need to be aware of what is happening in this country when it comes to politics and I know some of you may not want to vote but please, please, please vote, especially when it comes to your local and state uh, elections, because there are a lot of senators and congresspeople in, in office who are enabling the fuckery. OK, so if you live in a red state or you live in a state that's kind of on the on the fence, please vote for whoever to get the motherfuckers out of office who are agreeing with this idiot in the Oval Office. Also, I um I really find it problematic that we are well not we, not me, but that there's such an anti-Chinese sentiment. Like how dumb can you be to be angry at Chinese people or people of Chinese descent over a disease that a virus that they didn't have anything to do with? That's absolutely crazy. What were people beating up Africans when the Ebola virus was happening? Like, were people going and fucking up farmers when a mad cow disease happened? Like, I don't understand the logic here. I think people just want a reason to be animals. And and when you see videos of folks fighting over toilet paper and and other nonsense, it's just like, yo, I, I, we're shitty people. And I think in America is even more so because you have to look at the origin of a country in order to understand where it stands. So America was created and based on the idea of taking whatever the fuck you want. So in order to understand why people are fighting over necessities and, and hoarding supplies is because that is the mentality of America, which is take what you need and what you want. It's not even take what you need. It's like, take what you want. You know, they call it the wild, wild west. So you think about the wild, wild west It's like whoever came in with the biggest gun and, and the fastest shooter got to do whatever the fuck they want. How the fuck is a sheriff also the, the biggest criminal in town? Like a sheriff, like you could just kill the sheriff and be like, I'm the sheriff now. And people are like, okay. It's like, why are you listening to him to create laws when he just came in here and shot somebody dead and took their job? Like it's just this mentality of thievery. There's a mentality of theft is a mentality of entitlement. You know, when a country is created and the slogan was manifest destiny. And if you really look at what I think I've said this before, if you really look at what manifest destiny means is being like, it is your job is your right is your God given right to take whatever the fuck you want in this country. It's absolutely bizarre. It really is bizarre. And so when you look at countries that operate on socialism, 
you understand that there's more of an understanding of like, no, 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 take what you need because other people need as well. We're all in this together. And America has never been about being all in this together. Never has never been about all in like the fact that the government would throw like $1.3 trillion into like the market to help resuscitate, uh, resuscitate the stock market. And it did absolutely nothing when they could have just donated that money to like erase student loan debt. And I don't understand why people are so anti erasing student loan debt. I have student loan debt. I don't have I, I, my student loan debt as we, as it stands right now is in the hundreds of dollars. Like I could literally pay it all off right now, but I don't want to pay it off out of spite. Okay. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm 39 years old. I've been paying off student loan debt since I was 22. I think I took like a deferment cause I didn't have a job for maybe like, I mean, I didn't have a job, but the deferment I took out was maybe for like a year or two. But other than that, I've been paying student loan student loans off since I graduated college at 21 years old. So it's absolutely it boils my blood when I hear people like, well, I I paid off my student loan debt and why shouldn't they have to pay theirs off? That's what I'm talking about. That selfish mentality. It's a very selfish mentality because even though you pay, even though you were able to pay off your student loan debt, okay? Now, now keep in mind, I am not an economist. I'm not even that good at balancing my own checkbook. I mean, I don't even sit down. I mean, who actually sits down and balances a checkbook? I, I think, I think if you show, um, what's the younger kid generation called? Gen Z? No, I'm Gen X. Is it Gen Z? Maybe it's like millennials and a Gen Z, whatever they call. But if you had, if you sat a baby down, <laughs> if you sat a kid down with a checkbook and told them, to, they would be like, what the fuck is this foreign language? I actually took uh, accounting in high school. And that was one of the things you had to sit there and balance a checkbook. And they would give you scenarios. You're a business owner and you made this amount of money. You lost this amount of money and this is coming to you. And so balance your checkbook. And we were sitting there with them fucking little tiny ass ledgers and our pencils erasing the fuck out of this shit. Cause you realize it wasn't adding up anyway. And I also prefer to see things in the red. I don't like when you see like money in a parentheses. Like, no, 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 no. What does that parentheses mean? Like, is that safe? Is that safe money? Oh, you saying that I owe you? Why are you putting in parentheses? Just make the shit red. I like a nice minus sign in red. If you, if I owe you money, if if I'm in the red, I want to see that I'm in the red. Don't put that shit in parentheses because that should be making me excited. Like, oh, it's coming. No, no, bitch, you owe it. So. I think that when we talk about just this idea of like student loans that people get upset because they're like, I pay my money off. Now, let me just throw this at you. Okay. Say you were able to pay your student loan debt off, right? And say the next person has $50,000 in debt, right? And they can't pay it off. Now, let's say you own a business, but your business isn't doing that well. Because people like that person who has $50,000 in debt, they can't spend money shopping at your business because that money goes toward their student loan debt. Now, if that person has that debt erased, then they will have the extra disposable income to purchase something from your business. And everyone is happy. Do you understand how eliminating student loan debt will invigorate the economy 
and it will help the average person manage. It, that means there's a difference of having an extra $100 to $1,000 a month that you can pump into your own household into local business, into local businesses. Like, just think about it that way. We have a very selfish mentality. And I really, truly hope that after all of this shit is said and done, that we come out better people for it. We really should. And if you don't understand it, then you, you'll you never understand it. And, and somebody can talk to you till they're blue in the face and you'll never get it. But I hope that those people get left behind. I hope that that mentality gets left behind. I hope enough people shame them into realizing that they're fucking stupid, selfish pieces of shit that they just shut up and keep their opinions to themselves. That's my hope. That's my dream. That's my dream. Because I got into it with somebody. Um, I got into some. I got into it with somebody recently about that same thing about that like stubborn bullish mentality where they just think that their opinion is right and I just want us to all understand something that this idea of who's right and who's wrong is all subjective it really is subjective now yes this administration is absolutely wrong everything they do is wrong because there are there are detrimental effects that happen to people who are innocent in the situation and that's that's wrong but when it comes to like your opinion on a matter that doesn't pertain to you that shit is all subjective so I was having a discussion or rather a debate with somebody and their point had to do with trans children right and I mean this person was older so it's a different generation and they were being like, you can, you know, if it's a little boy, if you're born a boy, you're, you're born a boy, you can never be a girl. And now I'm not really about to have a conversation about trans identity and trans children right now because it's way too heavy and not something that I want to do a disservice to. And I don't want to speak outside of myself because I don't have any personal experiences with trans children. But I just want to bring up the point that. When it comes to identity, when it comes to gender roles, all of those things have been agreed upon and they've been agreed upon by people for so long that we like to believe that that is the only way that they can exist. So there was a time, right, when a person, if they were biracial, they had to pick which race they were. If you were, if your mother was white and your dad was black, you didn't say I'm both. You didn't say I'm mixed. You said either I'm black or I'm white, right? And also you could even pass. If you were light enough, you would pass for white if you could, or if you wanted to, if you chose to. I have, I have ancestors in my family who pass. I think if you're a, a African-American person in this country, there's definitely members of your family generations back who passed. And the gag is they never spoke to their family again. Can you imagine the weight of having a whole family, having a mother, having a father, sisters, cousins, nieces, and nephews that you never see ever again in life because you decided to pass because you knew that it would be a more beneficial to your quality of life. 
Do you understand? Do you understand like the sacrifice that is? Well, I mean, it is part of a sacrifice. It, I, it could be also viewed as selfish, but it also could be just viewed as self-preservation. So however you look at it, it's however you look at it. But it wasn't until, and this is what I mean by like idea of like concept of like what, what, what the truth is or what is what is something of substance. It wasn't until a group of people in large number who were biracial decided to identify as both, right? So it was no longer a case of either or because they had the numbers to now say, we as a group of people have decided that we, we want to be acknowledged as this. And when enough people say we've decided that this is how we want to be acknowledged, the public can either acknowledge it or not. But once they've made that declaration, now you have been informed and your your stubbornness to ignore their request to be viewed, seen and heard as such is your own ignorance. Now, you don't have to agree with how they label themselves, but you do need to see that they are there. I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. So I think a lot of times when people have arguments over trans identity and trans children, they want to say, well, that's not what it is. And I'm saying that this new group of people who are emerging in our culture are saying this is what it is. It's the same way when black folks went from being a Negro to colored. Okay, that was a group of people who decided to change the definition and to change their identity. And then what happened? People were like, well, I guess I'm saying colored now. Then you went from Negro to colored and then colored to black and then black to African-American. And each one of those times, enough people got behind the change and was like, no, 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 this is how we want to be seen. And what did the public do? They fucking agreed to it. So when it comes to what's right, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. I think that is not, nothing is is set in stone like that. Nothing is set in stone like that. Everything that we do and say when it comes to the treatment of other people or how people view themselves, it is based upon an agreement to adhere to the labels and or code of which that group wants to have for themselves. And so once you realize that everything that we do is an agreed upon action or an agreed upon thought process, then you can't say it is what it is. No, no, no. We all agreed that this is what it is. And if we all agree that this is what it is, then we can all agree to change what it is to something else. So when you're set in stone, you're really just saying like, I don't want to change and change is inevitable. And so for all those people who say things like, well, you know, I, I mean, they're never going to let they're never going to let Obama be president. No, no, no. You're saying that you are OK with sitting in the current situation. You are OK with not sticking your neck out and forcing the change that's going to be inevitable. You don't want to risk your voice not being heard because the world may not be ready for a woman instead of helping instead of helping to lay the foundation so that the world is ready you're going to continue to do the status quo because you are basically afraid or defeated or exhausted or 
not equipped to fight the long fight. I hope this is all making sense. I just I hope I'm making sense. I just hope I am, you know, and so I think I bring that point up because it's like everything that's happening with Corona is just basically showing us that all the things that we subscribe to in this country can easily be changed, easily be changed. If the government can toss $1.3 trillion to help resuscitate the economy, they can throw $1.3 billion into affordable health care for all into or into canceling student loan debt. It can be done. It can be done. If the TSA is now allowing us to carry largest bottles of hand sanitizer, then they can reverse these fucking piss poor old ass rules about bringing bottled water and other liquids onto the airports. Because what really should be what really should be happening instead of you hiring a bunch of TSA agents who don't want to fucking be there. Sidebar, I got into an argument when well, it wasn't really an argument because I kept, kept my composure, but I had some words with this TSA agent because when I was doing my book tour, I bought this large um, expandable poster, right? So it's like, you know, like a scroll, like you roll it up and you stick it up like a whatever, like this huge poster. It's like probably like it's taller than me. And so it looks like um, it looks if I'm walking around with it, it looks like a it looks like pool, like a pool stick case, like a like a architecture blueprint case, you know, like a whatever. And so I'm walking into the airport and they were like, you have to get that scans on a different section that has to be taken to go get scanned. Now, they didn't tell me this until I already put all my other shit through the scanner. So now I'm standing there for like 10 minutes with all my shit on the other side. Thankfully, I can see it, but my laptop is in there. All my other shit is on the other side. I'm still on the the you know the going into the scan side waiting for somebody to come and get my poster so they can scan it somewhere else and so I'm asking questions like I'm so I'm so confused like what like can't what's taking so long I'm not even saying like what's taking so long but I'm like I'm confused like my stuff is there what is this they were like well you can just leave it there and it's like I'm not going to just leave this here and I can't see it I can see my stuff over there but like I'm very confused like no put it like this no one was able to explain to me the process right because they're just doing their job a job which they all hate they all hate their fucking job every i've never met a tsa agent who said they love their job and that's also the reason why i try not to berate people or get an attitude with folks because i realize that most people hate their jobs so if i get mad at them about a job that they don't even like of course they're going to lash out at me because they don't even like their fucking job so i just try to be very mindful of that and i was and i've been practicing this you know, even when I do, even if when I'm driving my car and I and I encounter like a terrible Uber driver who's just like cut me off or whatever, like of course I'm like, yo, what the fuck? But like I'm not gonna like want to tear them down to the ground because they're already in a situation that they hate and it just makes it worse. So that's just me being mindful of people's situations. So finally, I guess this woman who you know might have been a supervisor or like higher up in the food chain. Uh, and I said, uh, and I, I knew I did my best white woman voice. Excuse, excuse me, ma'am. I'm just really confused. I don't understand what's happening. What am I waiting for? She goes, well, I mean, you could, you got to leave it right there. Like, I'm not going to be arguing with you. And I was like, excuse me, who's, who's arguing? No one's arguing. I'm asking a question. 
and you could see her face being like, <sighs> because she was ready to have that confrontation. And I think a lot of times people do have that confrontation. And I could have had that confrontation, but it wouldn't have helped me in that moment. And I really needed to point out to her that she was doing the absolute most because I'm asking a question. Now, if you have people like that who are not equipped either intellectually or tactically, tactfully to handle questions like can you please explain to me the process because one the process is bullshit really what what happened was I was checked in online I'm TSA pre-check so I don't take off my shoes I don't take my laptop out but you know I have all my stuff off and through the scanner so in the airport they have these sections now where some of the lines have bins and in order for your stuff to go through the scanner it has to be in the bin that means luggage bag shoot everything has to be in a bin no more just the conveyor belt right and it's I guess to help speed up the process so multiple people can fill their bins up and the bin goes up and it's automated and it goes through the thing whatever but my poster was too big for the bin right and so that meant get into this that meant that another TSA agent had to come and take my poster walk it over to the older machine that is just a conveyor belt, have it go through the conveyor belt and be done with it. So that's what I was waiting for. Now, the reason why I say that hopefully we as a country, we as a people can hold ourselves and the system accountable is that you don't need 500 TSA agents telling me to take the liquids out my bag. What you need is better equipment. What you need is smarter engineers. What you need is federal funding to produce these products that can get us through these lines faster because you have better scanners. You have better machines. Okay. You have better things that can detect any actual things that can be harmful because my bottle of water that I just bought ain't it. But see, the reason why they won't do that is because we still live in a capitalistic society. So if you allow me to bring my one dollar bottle of water into the airport, that means that your friends who who lobbied, petitioned and won the lucrative contracts to sell water in the airport can't charge me three dollars and seventy five fucking cents for the same one dollar bottle of water. Do you understand how we're all pawns in the system? So instead of them giving us a better, more effective system in which we can learn, grow and develop into a better country for everybody equally across the board, they keep these things in place to keep us stuck. So now that we're all home and you should be home now that we're all home and we can take a minute to separate ourselves from the rat race, we should really be thinking about how we can demand improvements in our local state and federal process and also how how we as individuals can can expect expect more and do more for ourselves so that is my that is my hope and dream and this is day one of me being in the house. I'm not leaving. I'm not going out. I'm not going outside no more. I did it. I went out this weekend and it's crazy. Like when I talk about earlier, just listening to your body. So when I'm home, right, when I'm home chilling, I'm good. Like I feel fine. Not a problem. But as soon as I go out, 
like if I'm out somewhere, like when I was like performing, whatever, I just feel like this, ugh, like it's not a dread, but it's just like my body's being like, oh, we don't want to be here. Like, like I feel it like even on like a, a, like a cellular level. It's just like my body is like, get out of here, you know? And I don't know. I don't know like what the science of coronavirus is. I really don't understand like what it does. I know what it does to the body. It affects like your respiratory system. And, you know, yes, I saw messages and in, in stories saying that, you know, it really impacts smokers. That's why China and Italy has been hit so hard because everybody smokes cigarettes there. Like everybody smokes cigarettes there. And I don't smoke cigarettes, but I do partake in the cannabis. And now I'm like, let me not even smoke that. I'm just not even going to make myself susceptible to it. So it's a lot of self-care. It's a lot of reflection. I will be home. I will be hula hooping my ass off or my abs off. (laughs) I'll be cooking. I'll be cleaning. I'll be I will be walking my dog. I'm not going to brutalize her. She she doesn't, you know, she's innocent in this party. So I'll be walking my dog. That's the only time I'll be going outside of my house and avoiding people. And I hope that you find the inner peace. And I hope that you start doing the things that you've been holding off on, myself included. And I hope that we can become a better people. And of course, I'm going to be checking in more with you guys. Um, like I said, I have my Patreon. I'm going to uh, probably kick it off probably middle of this week. So like Wednesday, it'll be live. You can um, join. There's different tiers. There's um, a $2, $2 tier, which is just you giving me like, you know, some love and ask for in inspiration you just you know you supporting the dream that's two dollars and i have a five dollar level a ten dollar level and a fifteen dollar level and i'm going to be releasing exclusive video content on there i'm going to be doing live streams of course i'm going to you know build up to merchandise and tickets to shows and all that jazz so let's let's do the things that we've been holding off on okay let's hold ourselves accountable Uh, Thank you so much for listening. 